Productions is a with your nizzle Javon Quizzle. <laughs> hey, it's lit Izzle. Period. I'm with um who used to say who used to be um what was that? It was a little scrappy. No, um dang. One of them, you know, I don't watch TV for real, but either love of hip hop or housewife. Mm-hmm. They used to be like for um dang. Uh that's definitely scrappy on love and hip hop. What he used you to say? Feel, you feels nigh is me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking about. But anyway, we back with another episode of L's Up Podcast. Yeah, yeah. New week, new treats. Yeah. Going along with the beat. Hey. And to start things off, I'm getting to the news because you know that's what we do. So I'm starting it off, you know, the Tatum National Basketball Camps to be continued this summer. So if you're looking to get rid of your badass kids, we got news <laughs> for you. But uh, when you hear the name Tatum, most of our minds go directly to NBA All-Star Jason Tatum. But his dad, Justin Tatum, has quite the basketball background as well. Justin Tatum was a standout basketball player at St. Louis University. He played at CBC High School before that. And he has been serving as a varsity basketball coach since 2013. His passion for the game runs deep, which is why he began running basketball camps 12 years ago. This summer, the Tatum Tatum Nation Summer Basketball Camp is making a return. Summer is a time for children to have fun, explore their passion, and develop their talents. Coach Tatum is ready to continue that throughout the five-week-long summer basketball program. The okay. camp is open to boys and girls between the ages of 7 and 14 at any skill level. On top of learning basketball skills, campers will enjoy water balloon fights, dodgeball tournaments, as well as a dunk and three-point contest. That sounds fun, actually. Let mm-hmm. me go sign up. It sure does. Let me go sign up, too. Sure. Right. Tatum wants all campers, despite their skill levels or interest in the game, to have an experience they can remember while they learn about the game of basketball. Although fun is the main goal, safety still remains the priority because, you know, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Right. <laughs> the camp is I'm divided. glad you said it the right this time. Right. Pandemic. I didn't say it right. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> the camp is divided into full day and half day sessions for the five week period that begins June 14th. Tatum will camp the number of campers at 65 boys and girls. Procession until CDC in St. Louis County restrictions restrictions deem otherwise. We're keeping it really small numbers to be safe until the restriction ease up, says Tatum. Any parents who have personal concerns about their child, they can let us know and we can make sure we accommodate as best as we can. Campers of the past have pleasantly surprised, have been surprisingly surprised, surprised, God dang. <laughs> dang NBA you and local superstars like Jason Tatum, Bradley Bill. Larry Hughes made guest appearances to speak to them about basketball and what takes what it takes to become successful in life. Tatum says that they will have giveaways, prizes, and apparel at the camp. 
to register your child or learn more information about the Tatum Nash. Listen nature. to this part, y'all. Listen to this part. Right. I need to listen to because clearly I ain't saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> but to register your child or learn more information about the Tatum Nation Summer Basketball Camp, you can visit www.tatumnation.com. Again, that's www.tatumnation.com. So get rid of your kids. It's COVID safe, but you got to be the first 65. So y'all need to get on the light. Yeah. Now. And y'all already know that Jason Tatum, he putting on for the city. So. Registration, I'm almost positive, is going to be filling up very fast. Very, very fast. Mm. But moving right along with our next news story. So, apparently, an advisory board for the St. Louis County Jail is warning that the facility doesn't have enough room to take inmates from a long-criticized city jail known as the workhouse. So the St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported that Mayor Tashara Jones has promised to close the city jail, whose formal name is the Medium Security Institution. But members of that oversight panel said the county jail, which is located in the Buzz Westfall Justice Center in Clayton, has too many detainees and too few employees to safely take on some of the overflow as city officials has proposed. So, sounds like, um, what y'all gonna do? I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's a good or a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know uh, either. Because what y'all gonna do with the people that don't have space? Yeah, I mean, or that you can't, can't just get. let them go. Yeah, I mean, very true. Unless you transfer to another state. Well, yeah, that too. But unless you charge, this is hella random, but I straight remember why we talking about jail. I straight seen a post on Instagram the other day that Young Thug had went up to the jail and like let out a bunch of people. He yeah, paid on people bonds and a bunch of people got released from jail. I thought that was pretty dope of him. Yeah, I did see that down here. Yeah, well, depending on what the charge is, I mean... Some of y'all need to be up in there, but depending on what the charge is now, that's just another story. I'm just saying. Right. Can't have Larry out here. Larry didn't kill three people to stole their right. cars. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep Larry where he at. Yeah. No Him deserved there. <laughs> Him deserved to be there. <laughs> no thanks. All right. So the next type we got, being on the same um, subject as COVID and um, you know restrictions and all that. St. Louis County and city expected to announce the next steps of COVID protocols soon. That's right. St. Louis again with the shit. <laughs> it sounds like it. Right. But St. Louis County executive Sam Page said during the morning COVID briefing that an announcement is expected soon about the next steps when it comes to the public health protocols. Our Department of Public Health is working closely with the city of St. Louis Health Department to align our health protocols, and we plan to jointly announce next steps as early as Monday, said Paige. We say the county plans to adopt the recent CDC guidelines about fully vaccinated people not having to wear masks outside. Paige says there are small variations between the city and county's plan. And moving forward, he says the St. Louis City Mayor, Tashara Jones, shout out once again, hope to keep the protocols as closely aligned as possible. 
Page expressed concern about the drop of COVID testing in the county. He said that the height of the pandemic, the St. Louis County Department of Health was testing 275 people a day on average. He said last week the department tested 25 people a day on average. That indicate many of us may be expecting a false sense of security, said Page. The county executive explained that about 130 people a day, there is still 130 people a day that test positive for COVID in the county. He says if you have been exposed to someone who tested positive, you need to still get tested. He said the numbers of tests affect the area's positivity rate and that the variation of public health experts look at when they make a recommendation about reopening. Page is also Mm -hmm. encouraging more people to get vaccinated. He said that there is another way to see public health recommendations change faster. You can find testing locations and where there are walk-in clinics by heading to stlcorona.com. So it sounds like St. Louis want to open, but they like, listen, you niggas ain't doing right still. <laughs> yeah, so we finna really, for real, put our foot down and get on y'all ass because that's just the beginning. Washington University announced it will require students in the fall to be vaccinated vaccinated <laughs> now i'm starting to sound like you not knowing how to pronounce the vaccinated right. against covid-19 so what they said was vaccination against covid-19 will play a key role in allowing us to resume our regular activities protect our community and prevent the spread of illness both on our campuses and in the st louis region including importantly the patients we serve in our hospitals and those were the words from campus leaders um, that they said on Wednesday. Students with medical or religious justifications will be exempted from the requirement. The move drew praise from Dr. Alex Garza in a Wednesday briefing of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force. And this is what he said. He said, as we saw last fall when schools opened up, there was large outbreaks of virus in a lot of college camps. Exactly. And that was just because that was just the beginning of it, really. But in order to reduce the risk of that occurring again in the fall with outbreaks of COVID, the very best strategy is to get the student body vaccinated. According to the task force daily tracking data, which has a 48 hour delay, there were 41 daily hospital admissions for COVID-19 of vicinity the region hasn't been able to get beneath in the last month. When asked his opinion of what was driving vaccine hesitancy in the region, Garza said it wasn't a single factor, but likely a combination of factors, including. Now, why they all be hating when doctors be trying to use these over dramatic words to try to make people sound scared? But, anyways. He said it wasn't just a single factor, but a combination of factors, including logistical hurdles, education, concerns about the vaccine and political ideology. So if you go to WashU or if you're planning to go to WashU and you want to be on campus, be expected to have to take the vaccine for COVID-19. So I was wondering, I wonder if they're going to start making people like you got to be required to have the vaccine to do this and that and mm-hmm. that and that. You know, they might eventually to getting it. They low key bullying people into getting it. Um, Yeah. Like that. The one I just read, 
um, talking about they talking about if you had your shot, they talk having talks about you gonna gotta wear a uh, mask in public. But how the hell you gonna know who got the shot? Which um, you supposed to carry your card at all times? So so basically you got a marking now. Oh, you got your card with you? Right. Let me see your card. Okay, you don't you have to wear You can't get mask. in if you don't have your card. I guess. I mean, it kind of makes sense, but I also feel like y'all should not be forcing people to take the vaccine. All right. Especially I feel like I should have, have right. I should feel like I should have a choice as to what I insert in my body, just like anything else. Like I've never gotten the flu shot, so I'm not about to start now. I mean, even though there's very much differences in them but still i've never even gotten the flu shot i don't have any intentions on getting the vaccine i just don't yeah personally not for me now i know some people who have gotten it who thinking about it but it's a no for me and like i said it's a lot of people that react to it different so you don't know how people gonna get it like i know some people who got it just had a night of um symptoms i know some people who had it and got sick after i know some people who didn't have no symptoms so how you gonna force everybody to get this you know just i think it should depend right. on how comfortable you are with getting it mm-hmm. and if you have those risks are you comfortable getting that it shouldn't be like oh you got to get it to do this to go to the grocery store mm-hmm. you got to show your card right now i do feel like people who have had covid before they need to be required to get the vaccine i feel like they do because your body, your immune system wasn't strong enough in the beginning. Who's to say, you know, I but then feel like people out there who, where was I going? God damn it. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Cause I'm right. People who has had COVID, I feel like they should be required to take the vaccine. Because obviously, my immune system can handle it if, you know, I'm out in the open. So, I I don't know. I just don't want to take the vaccine. That's all. <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's some people. Now, how the hell? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is you talking oh, about? Oh, my God. Well, every time you say it, it come to mind. And then it just slipped away. Oh, my oh, God. There's some people who believe. That once you got it, you ain't gonna get it again. <laughs> God damn it! It took me so long to think of that. Whew. that was some hard thinking right there. I mean, it's old age. <laughs> look, you just turned thirty. Chill. But yeah, it's people be like, I got it already. I ain't gonna get it again. No, that's just like saying I've had the flu before. I'm not gonna get it again. Right. Like what? No, that's not how this works. <laughs> Because I know people who's had it more than one, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and get the shot if you think you need it, if you had it, if your immune system, you know, all that. And it seems like mostly people who are getting it now are people who are old because mm-hmm. they know they need it. Or people who, I don't know. But yeah. So I think St. Louis, I don't know what to go with them. St. Louis is <laughs> But St. Louis ain't been chilling since last year opened up. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Louis ain't got nothing on Atlanta. That's all I'm saying. Why you trying to do us? Well, I'm talking about well, Atlanta as a whole city. <laughs> we understand that ain't nothing close here. St. Louis, the 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 government in St. Louis don't understand that, but the people in St. Louis understand that it's open. See, everybody here is is conjoined together. The government and the people. We are like Atlanta is open. <laughs> St. Louis mm-hmm. is like slow down, but y'all be mm-hmm. like turn up. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But we are done with the news and we'll be back after you. Hey, hey. And we're back. So, today's segment is going to be called, let's say, hmm, the advice line. So, what we're going to do is to provide advice on some situations that we received via email and Y'all will be able to hear them, and y'all can also provide y'all insight on them as well. So, the first story that we received was found a video of my wife having a threesome, and now I can't look at her the same. So, to me, there's fantasy and reality. Threesomes should remain a fantasy. Seeing my wife with two other guys being treated like she was their toy with no dignity, not my thing. Some people are into it. I'm just not. I know this video has to be old, like before we started dating, because it looked like it was taken in the dorms. I still can't help but feel disgusted. I found the video two days ago, and I haven't been able to touch her or be normal. I don't even know how to bring it up. She's always such a vanilla person, knowing that she's been in situations like that threesome voluntarily and even kept the video on a flash drive. I'm not taking this well. I'm actually kind of pissed. Any advice on how to handle this? I don't want to do something stupid. Update. The flash drive was in the safe we share. I found it while I found it there while rearranging the safe. And since I didn't remember us putting it in there, I decided to check to see what was inside. Also, we've had lots of conversations about our sexual past. And she always told me, she only slept with one guy before me, her ex-boyfriend. Well, he wasn't even one of the two guys in the video. So that was a big lie. What would be your device on how to handle this situation? <laughs> and I'll let you go first because oh. I definitely have some feelings on that. Um, Lord Jesus, it's a far. <laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> but I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. So they, are they are married? This, they're married. Wife, right? Yes, they're married. I'm, why does she still have the video? You gotta get rid of all, all that. <laughs> or why would you have it in the safe that y'all share? That's kind of a little wild. Yeah. But uh, if I saw the video on his perspective and she told me she've only had sex with her ex before me, we definitely had. I w- I would tell it to her. Actually, I would I would ask her what's this. You know, I found this in there. Just trying to figure out, see what she'd say. She's probably going to, uh, well, you can't lie, for real. If it's a video, right. it's <laughs> you a video. A <laughs> I don't, no. like, what would I, would, would I leave? We married, so. I mean, it is a big trust thing, though. This is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, hmm. I mean, for me, I feel like this. Okay, yeah, he can be upset about the fact that 
she lied and said she only had one sex partner, which was her ex-boyfriend. So he could be upset about that, but about the video, like, get over it. It was obviously before y'all was together. So that shouldn't phase you. If you feel some type of way about it, come to me. Tell me. Say you don't want to keep it in the house. Let's get rid of it. And if she's understanding of that, I'm sure she won't mind getting rid of it, but I don't think it's a big deal to me. I don't see nothing wrong with it. If it was before y'all was together, she didn't cheat, even though she lied. But hey, it is what it is. That's my advice. (laughs) Get over it, basically. (laughs) If something like that breaks up your she was probably ashamed too. I mean, who wanted to tell the person they marry him? Oh, yeah, I had a threesome before. I mean... Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I feel like that ain't nothing you gotta have from somebody. Yeah, I was, I was about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Like, what? Well, maybe we don't, well, he just said... He literally just said that it's not his thing. So he's basically saying if he would've knew that, he would've never dated her. Like, her body's tainted. Or something like that. <laughs> so maybe she knew that. She's like, nigga, we... Like, you know, we've been rocking. Why would I let something like that in? Like, since y'all married now, you got to think, like, is it really that big of a deal? That was definitely yeah, the past, right. like you said, before y'all met. Mm-hmm. And, right. yeah. So. Oh, and we won't be disclosing anyone's names on here. So don't try to figure it out, y'all. <laughs> Just saying. But, yeah, that's our advice. Um, Definitely talk about it, though. But get clarity. And figure out a solution, but for me, it's not that big of a deal. Right. All right. So, second letter. Subject is not sure what's going on here or why he's acting this way. So, me, a 26 year old female, and a guy, 30 year old male, have been talking for about three months now. We talk every day, have gone on plenty of dates, and he seems to be exactly what I want in a guy. Now we are long distance, about four hours, but we never really let it get in the way because we've both put in equal effort to visit each other. He's also asked me to go on a trip with his friends and his fiance next month. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> he, I'm reread that. He's also asked me to go on a trip with his friend and his fiance. Also, oh, must be the friend's fiance. Yes, yeah, a double date trip. Okay. <laughs> The other day, I went on a date nap we met on because a part of me still has trust issues after being in an emotionally abusive relationship for six years. I wanted to see when he was last active, and it showed him being active when we were Skyping the night before. I called him out on it, and he told me that his sister wanted to see a picture of him, and since he doesn't have any other pictures to go from to go for them, he went to the date nap. He did say his sister was calling him during our Skype date, and he told me she wanted him to send a picture earlier in the day, but he forgot. Anyway, we got into this argument because he told me that he doesn't like it when I go on and check the dating apps because he doesn't want me worrying about what he does. I told him up front plenty of times that if he wants to keep his options open, then that's okay with me. But just be honest and tell me. He's always assuring me that if there's nobody else, he also told me, he also assured me that there's nobody else. 
He also told me that I, if I want it, he delete the app off his phone because he doesn't really need to go on it. I just replied with a simple okay because I was pissed. Because I am paranoid and my anxiety gets to me, I made another account and went on a dating app <laughs> to see if he deleted it, and it showed he was online just a few hours ago. It made my heart sink. I gave him an out plenty of times. It's pointless for both of us, especially him if he's not interested in keeping this thing going if he's not interested. I don't give him any extra attention, and I put the same amount of effort that he does into this relationship. Edit. Yes, I know I have trust issues, and I know it's unhealthy for any relationship, but this kind of shit is exactly why people have trust issues. (laughs) Okay. You want to start or you want me to start? You can go ahead. Because I have a lot to say about this. Okay. First of all, sis, y'all only been talking for three months. Why are you so concerned about what he's doing on that dating app? Like, keep your options open. Most definitely. You can definitely date more than one person at once. Um, It's only been three months. Uh, Secondly, he definitely lying. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Sound like my ex. <laughs> uh, just got a story. Just come up with a good ass story and you just run with it and go with it and you believe him but now the second time you saw him on there that could have been your motherfucking sign hey okay first time okay maybe he was telling the truth maybe 50 50 second time who the hell don't have pictures i don't know you said what who don't have pictures on their phone yeah that's yeah yeah that why you fell for that? I don't know. But sis, yeah. Uh find you somebody else on the day nap. Or wait, didn't she say first of all, wait, they live they don't even live in the same city. Okay, girl, yeah, get over it. Um, yeah, I don't live in the same city. Um, you can definitely date more than one person at once. Find you someone else to date while he figures it out and figures out if he wants to continue talking to you. Until then, don't get in your feelings about that too much. I mean, I understand we get in our feelings, but it ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. That deep. Like, it's only been three months. Now, I see if you said, like, six months, a year, then we got something to get upset about. But y'all don't even live in the same city. I can't even come up the street if I wanted to. That's my spiel. (laughs) Um... I don't know. I think, well, like you said, distance definitely played a part in this. So, if y'all four hours away, like you said, y'all make time to visit each other, but that's not an everyday thing of seeing each other. So, people naturally, sadly, get bored with being alone and try to search for other people to fill the time while you're not there. So, as you were saying, I think you definitely shouldn't worry about it. You should do your own thing. If it lands there, it lands there. But, um... I don't know. It's so weird because, you know, back in the day, people used to call it courting or whatever. When you're only talking yeah. to one person, y'all going on dates. And, you know, after three months, it could be something serious. In real life, yeah. I feel like three months is not too early to be like we in a relationship. But if y'all four hours away, then again, once again, y'all not seeing each other all the time and being yeah. under each other all the time to have the time to be in a relationship. Right. Um, like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> It's the summer anyway, so <laughs> it's time right. to get outside. Period. 
But yeah, definitely. If he's on the app, you got your confirmation. Cause like I said, who the hell don't have pictures of themselves on their phone? Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know. That's some. Yeah, he definitely fooled me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. <laughs> shame on you. Right. So, so you to get, get out it me. together, honey. Suffer. You got you know, this. Keep it around. You got it. But yeah, don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> It is no. So okay, the next one that we have is titled "My wife asked my opinion on what job she should take, but is mad my answer at my answer. Why ask?" Okay, so my wife has two job offers right now. One is for less money in a private company. One is for more in a public company with a pension. We weighed out the pros and cons. There are more pros for the public company. I told her I think she should do what makes her happy. She told me to give her the best answer, career and financially, and I said the public job. She then told me I'm just saying that because I don't want her to take the private job. What's the point of these conversations? Are husbands expected to lie to make the wife feel better? Okay, normally I would be trying to take up for my sisters, but uh, right now, brother, uh, she tripping. I'm gonna just tell you this flat out right now. She is most definitely tripping because you, my husband, right? You're we weighed out the pros and cons, and there's more pros for me to take this public job where I will also be making more money and have a pension. And I get upset because I don't want you to take the private job, but what reason would I have for that? If we sat down together as a family, as a couple, as husband and wife and decided the public company that you make more money for and will have your pension outweighs the cons, the pros do, why not take it? Like, I don't know. I feel like if you really want to take the private job, then just say that. Right, I think she was trying to get confirmation from him for her to make less money, see what he would say about it. But it's kind of like one of those situations where you'd be like, what you want to eat? And you'd be like, I don't know, but when then somebody else decides something, you get mad. Like, I don't want that. It's kind of like that situation, too. Yeah, um, on a less serious note, yeah, but I mean, I I don't know. I just feel like she really tripping. Like, okay, yeah, let me make more money. My husband think this this is the best decision for our family. Okay, cool. Got it. Bet. I may like the private job a little better, but if this is going to help my family in the long run, then let me go ahead and do this. End of discussion. Yeah, definitely tripping. But I definitely think, like I said, she wanted to see what she was going to say when she had her mind made up already. But I don't know why girls get mad about stuff like that. <laughs> like, just be honest with them. Like, this is the job I want to take. What do you think about it? And, you know, just have a conversation why you think it's the better job. And it's up to you in the end, but you don't got to get mad about it because somebody else thinks you should take the other one. Just tell them why you think you should take the other one and go from there. Simple. <laughs> that's it. That's all. But I guess it just really depends on who who the people are. I mean, I just feel like that's how I would approach it. Or that's how I would handle it. I mean, 
he said do what make you happy so if you really happy with the other job the private job then why not say that don't sugarcoat but you know yeah yeah i'm married so it's a different story well (laughs) so moving on to the last letter um the subject is calling my husband bay so my husband butt dialed me and i was saying hello and i overheard some talking i assumed he was finishing up his sentence before talking to me which he's done before now i could hear a young woman saying babe why are you mad at me then i hear my husband but didn't focus on what he said and then i heard laughing and then someone else started talking so i kept saying my husband's name eventually he heard me and i ended up hanging up the phone he denied it at first then he only denied her calling him babe and honestly i'm furious i know what she said and i don't know how to approach this because now I'm thinking he's cheating on me. And who is this girl? What would you guys do? A quick update. I asked him and he denied it. First, he sends me a picture of an old woman, a co-worker, I presume, and says, and he says, and says he was speaking with her. So I told him it couldn't be her because the woman I heard sounded young. He proceeded to tell me it's a co-worker who is, who is waitress. Her name is Cindy. And that she came back there because he didn't say hi to her. And she followed him and asked him why was he upset. But still denying the fact that she called him bae. Also, that he sent her back to go work because she had no business back there. He's a chef and her boss. I want to thank everyone for their words and support. I am happy to be able to talk about other, talk about this to others and not feel so alone. Or to be gaslighted and have everything played down. Just thank you. So what do you think she should do about Cindy and Bay? Well, first of all, your red flag is <laughs> when he lied about it first, then came back and kind of told the truth, then came back again and tried to tell more of the truth when it was still a lie. Girl, look. <laughs> Wait, they married? Yeah, she said my husband. Okay. Dang. A lot of husband and wife, yeah. All married? Okay. That's what's up. But, um... I mean, they married. She's gonna have to try to figure out how she's gonna be able to trust him. Again, because he's definitely lying. He definitely was around who you said he was around. And that's the thing about women. We know what we seen. We know what we heard. And we know what you did. No matter how many times you deny it, trust and believe we already know the truth. Just tell the truth. You got caught up slipping, but down your wife. You probably was talking a little honey dip. Probably because your wife been boring you. Got a little honey dip on the side. And she didn't heard the conversation. Then you tried to deny it. Then you came back with a lie. Then after I caught you in a lie, you came back to try to tell the truth. Which was still a lie. (laughs) Still was lying. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we call a habitual liar. Okay? 
And I have someone that I know who was a habitual liar, a previous relationship. Like, everything was a lie. Don't do it, sis. Don't do it. Because the trust is just going to get worse and worse. Yeah, I need to straight up have that conversation. If he can't be 100% honest, start thinking about some things, okay? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. Well, I'd say you should have because I know you know. From the first time where the story completely switched, you knew it was a lie. You knew what was going on. You knew what was going on before you even asked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely got some decisions to make. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just thought of you because you know he lying, and right. I don't know how many times you're gonna have to ask or wait you go from there, but you already know. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna always think about him lying in this particular situation. If you ask him something or if something else come up, and you get the feeling in a certain kind of way, like he's not telling the truth, I promise you, your mind is gonna go back to. Him lying about this girl being on the other line after he butt dialed you. I'm just saying. That's just usually how it works. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the questions that, that we, we received. Yes, this week. If y'all want to write in, if y'all want us to share a story, if y'all want to talk about something, get our input on something, definitely reach out to us via email, L's up podcast at gmail.com hit us up on our social medias and we will review and air y'all on the show and we'll be back to you at this little message all right good people we back you know so we at the last section of the day you know we always ended out by talking about the events that's going on around st louis so you won't be bored in the house because COVID ain't a real thing, like I said, to the people, but the government it is. Now, <laughs> so in our first um, event, we got, you know, the St. Louis Blues, you know, the champs. Wait, are we still the champs? I don't even know, but in my mind, we are. Anyway, the St. Louis Blues are going against the Minnesota Wilds. Um, that's April 30th at 7 p.m. It ends at 10 p.m. Tickets range from $50 to $200. And, you know... If you don't know nothing else, the Blues game be lit. It be all the fights. All St. Louis is a diehard Blues um, city, of course. You know we What's go hard crazy about is our I've Blues. I've never been to a Blues game. I've been to a couple. I just like to uh, really. I don't be knowing what's going on. I just be like to see when they fight. Mm, yeah. And you know, just niggas with hockey pucks. Well, not niggas. <laughs> but um, yeah. So. That's, um, like I said, April 30th, 7 and 10 at the Enterprise Center downtown. And, you know, the new green when it was blue at first and it was, it was some other colors, but they don't even matter. We're here now. <laughs> and it's blue season. But, uh, yeah, so if you want to get your tickets, you can go ahead and get them online or you can go to the box office. So it's up to you. Just make sure you're in there because when we win the Stanley Cup again, I want to. Here y'all faking downtown like y'all been there the whole time. Right. But yeah. Okay. And the next St. Louis event that we have going on is the Skyline Dinner Cruise. So on April 30th at 7.30 p.m., 
Make it a special night. Our flagship evening cruise features live music, a chef-inspired menu, and captivating views of the St. Louis skyline. This two-hour cruise is perfect for celebrating a special occasion, enjoying a romantic night out, or just relaxing on the water. Take a stroll around the top deck to see the city from brand new angles as it lights up the night sky. So this is going to be the menu for the Skyline Dinner. Going to have salad, a garden salad with your select dressing. The main course is going to be chicken marsala. It's going to be pan seared and seasoned chicken breast smothered in house-made marsala wine sauce atop creamy mashed potatoes served with saute haricot verts. Um, Drunken Bella is a portabella mushroom marinated in white wine and grilled atop lemon caper um, capellini pasta. Topped with Parmesan cheese, jerk spice seared salmon. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. It's going to be a six ounce salmon rubbed in house made jerk spice, served with flavorful coconut rice, all topped with a grilled, grilled pineapple chutney. That sounds really tasty. I'm getting hungry now. It sounds like a bunch of rich people shit. <laughs> yeah, it really does. So I'm on that. I'm on all of that. And then you have the petite filet, which is beef tenderloin, herb crusted, and pan seared to perfection, served alongside garlic orzo and haricot verts, and topped with house-made baronets. I'm probably not saying that word right, but we're going to go with that. And then we have the options for our kids, which is macaroni and cheese with a side of fruit, grilled chicken with a side of mashed potatoes, and then the dessert will be chef's choice. So you'll just have to figure out find that out when you get there but that's going to be april 30th 7 30 p.m you can get your tickets from their website gatewayarch.com search for skyline dinner cruise and purchase tickets um i think that sounds fun as hell yeah it does oh and about the pricing so y'all know adult tickets 13 or over are 51 dollars and children tickets from three to twelve, twenty dollars, and then of course infants zero to two free. But infants boarding crews must have a ticket. So it's not you don't have to pay for the ticket, but they still have to have a ticket to get on. So yes, basically. So go ahead, get y'all tickets. April 30th, 730. It sounds like a lit romantic fun evening. It ain't even that bad. Fifty one dollars. Yeah, that's really not. For two hours and have a you paying for the you paying for a full course meal at that right and it's gonna be two yeah two hours you can and they start boarding at Saturday um I'm sorry not Saturday they start boarding at seven so it starts seven thirty but they start boarding at seven so if you're not there by a certain time you're gonna get left y'all know how black people don't be on time so (laughs) me right for sure. But that's I do sound good. I might have to look into that. Mhm. And that's gonna be going on all the way through uh November. So. Oh dang. Definitely you get like a wise hot though. Yep. It's certain Fridays and certain Saturday evenings. So. It's definitely not gonna be the only time that you can partake in that. And I seen they had like a Sunday brunch on it too. Uh, I was looking. They be having Sunday brunch. So I don't know if that's reoccurring, but mm. they have that. Uh, like at the end of April too. But you know the last event. No. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> not the last event. The next event that we have is Beyond the Ballot, the St. Louis in Suffrage. This is May 5th at 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's a recurring event at the Missouri History Museum. And if you're wondering what this is, it's women. Often portrayed as secondary characters in the city's formation, uh, who were actually key to the establishment, survival, and growth of St. Louis. Beyond the ballot, St. Louis and suffrage will so- showcase women who made an impact in St. Louis before gaining the vote in 1920. Do an engaging mix of artifacts, images, media, and interactives. Beyond the ballot would explore women's unique roles in St. Louis history. One major element of the ex- ex- exhibit, I'm sorry, will trace the long history of the fight of women's suffrage in St. Louis and the events leading up to the passage of the 19th Amendment in 1920. It's organized by the Missouri History Museum, presented by Wells Fargo. So, yeah, if you want to okay. get those tickets, you visit their website, which is the Missouri History Museum website. And, yeah, go learn about the women who paved the way, but are, you know, always downplayed, as women often are, sadly. Yes. Preach, preach, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on to the last event, we have... The Origami in the Garden. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. You have to delete that part. That is going to be held May 5th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets are going to be $14. So Origami in the Garden brings 18 awe-inspiring large-scale sculptures to garden grounds, including a majestic tower of 1,000 cranes, flying birds, painted ponies, Emerging butterflies, floating boats, and more. Created by Santa Fe artists Jennifer and Kevin Box, these sculptures tell the story of origami, the Japanese art of paper folding, and elevate the ancient art of origami to new heights using the technique of lost wax casting and fabrication. Each piece glorifies the precision of origami in stately museum quality metals using an innovative 35-plus-step process that took nine years to perfect. The patience that you have to have. The exhibition includes stunning large-scale metal sculptures created through collaboration with world-renowned origami artists such as Robert J. Lang, Teju Fu, Michael G. LaFossa. Oh, that's his full name. Okay. And Beth Johnson. Origami in the Garden is included with garden admission and viewable from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesdays through Sundays. And the last entry will be at 4.30. And it's closed on Mondays. But it is open on Memorial Day. So Origami, definitely check that out. Definitely sounds like a nice little day date, stroll in the park type vibe. So Fancy type shit. Yeah. I definitely gonna have to give me a ticket. It's only fourteen dollars, y'all. I know y'all got fourteen dollars. Them stimmies hit. I know y'all got fourteen dollars. <laughs> Period. Them PPP boys. Right. Help PPP me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seems like we're done. Yes. All right. What? So. No, you know. we need to delete that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause what? That was so dry. Okay. All right. So yeah, look like we done. Hey, it's lit. It's lit. <laughs> Another lit episode of L's Up 
podcast. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Nah, but for real. Make sure y'all follow us on all social media at L's Up Podcast. All social media. If y'all have any questions, concerns, y'all want to write in, send us some love. Email us at L's Up Podcast at gmail.com. And always remember, keep your L's up. up.